Welcome to the RaptorCast, the podcast where in 18 minutes or less, you catch up on 28 years of research for all things Jurassic Park. Today we're reviewing episode 7 of the Netflix show, Camp Cretaceous. Episode 7 Summary After hearing the blaring alarm telling them to reach the south docks, the kids leap the Mosasaurus Lagoon. Their plan is to ride the monorail down to the docks. And after sneaking past Toro the Carnotaurus, they do make it onto the monorail. However, the escaped Pteranodons are attracted to the vehicle's lights and began attacking the train. To avoid crashing into another destroyed monorail, the kids have to reach the controls, which are behind a locked door. Ben is forced to face his fears and climb to the top of the monorail to reach the control room. Ben is successful in switching the tracks, however, a stray Pteranodon knocks him off the monorail. Darius catches him, but we see his grip slipping as the episode ends. So the first shot we get is just of the campers running towards the middle of the lagoon, and it's like a little drone shot. And you see the canoes just kind of uh, floating around in the middle of the Mosasaur lagoon, but you don't actually see the Mosasaur. So I guess it's left and gone back towards... Uh, the area where the Indominus attack happens, even though that doesn't happen uh, until after sundown. Or it was just deep and too deep beneath the water to see it. But also, why is it that if Ben Ben and Bubby are the same speed in, the, in every season? Well, as Bumpy is growing and getting faster, Ben... As the seasons progress, Ben is transforming from civilian Ben to jungle Ben. And as he does so, I guess he gets faster as Bumpy is also getting faster. But then Darius says, maybe we can use the canoe somehow? But then those were in the middle of the Mosasaur paddock. How are you going to get them back without getting eaten by the Mosasaurs? Yeah, so they come up with a better plan of just using the monorail, which happens to be pulling around the corner as uh, as they're trying to figure out their plan. And they're like, oh, hey, guys, the monorail. Uh, so so um, Yaz, I think, has too much determination. Um, she Clearly, we see her sprain her ankle or twist it, and then, then she's... Still running up the the stairs? Well, Yaz is used to being the most athletic person there. And she doesn't want to, like, Ben's the weakling. So at the point that she's moving about as fast as Ben and Bumpy, she's starting to feel rather weak, not as useful to the group anymore. And that's difficult for anyone, but especially a professional athlete who is used to being able to do this all their life. So uh, Toro is kind of act like a... Just a big dog right there. Yeah, looking out uh, throughout this, Toro does kind of act like a big, um, a big, extremely deadly dog. But, yeah. um, and does always just going towards what it what it hears. Like very curious and, but also easily distracted. Um, and a pretty good hunter, except. You know, obviously, if you get easily distracted, that takes away from your skills. Right. So now, so then, Toro's starting to 
catch their scent and just start walking towards them. Also, can, why is it that Toro's is, his arms are just so stubby, don't, and just so short? Well, the Carnotaurus always has short, stubby arms, even, <laughs> even worse than a T-Rex, except the T-Rex is obviously much bigger. Also, kind of, when you're listening to the, for some reason to me, when, when Bumpy knocks over the cup and Brooke, when Brooklyn catches it, it kind of sounds like a cash re- register. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then the, Kenji almost gave away the position, and then, of course, the monorail did it, too. So, Yeah, Brooklyn was able to stop him just in time. And then uh, the monorail just had to be a downer. of course, had to... Uh, give away their location anyway what do you uh what do you think of toro running up the stairs that's uh pretty funny because obviously uh with like you mentioned those teensy little arms it's basically just a torso and a head there's nothing really stopping him from uh there's nothing really helping him to climb up these stairs here had it been the indominus I don't think the Indominus would have needed to yeah, climb the stairs. It's taller than Toro anyway, but it has really long arms. Same with the Indoraptor. The Indoraptor would have, well, the Indoraptor, we've seen the Indoraptor climb the stairs, no right. problem. But I think it's the lack of arms here that are really Toro's downfall. Yeah. Um, but then we just see, we see uh, now Darius and Yaz are even from when, the zip line happened and the indom she saved uh Darius's life and everybody else's life. So really Darius is the only one who's even with Yaz now. True, but it's not about getting even so much as it's getting out alive. All of yeah, everyone working together. And uh now we just see Kenjin com- complaining well, we were until you said that, but <laughs> which is kind of how it happens too. It's kind of like the, uh, it's uh, like the is that the best you've got, and then something else happens that's even worse than what you had to deal with yeah. before. It's like the same thing where it's like I think we're safe now. Right. Never say that in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Also, um, uh, how, why did it take them all day just to get to the the? Monorail. Oh, you know what I think? Why? Why we couldn't see the Mosasaurus in the day? Why? Because the light was just reflecting off of the water. Now it's, now there's no light and you can see through it. Yeah, you're able to see, now it is nighttime and you can see the Mosasaur under the, uh, under the water there, but so I guess the Mosasaur did not head over towards the other area, but do you suppose that when Dave and Roxy are investigating the area, it's, uh, that's, we see it kind of leaving. Do you think that's when it's heading over? Cause now it is dark. It's probably around the same time as the main street battle. Yeah. But so if you've, we've discussed that the area location and this isn't the same as in the movie 
So the Mosasaur Lagoon is in the same spot. But if they if it was in the same spot. No, it's the same as in Jura- it's in the same as in Jura- it's the same as it is in Jurassic World, but not in Jurassic Park. In Jurassic Park. Oh World. no, I didn't mean Jurassic Park. I meant Jurassic World. So if they oh the lagoons in the same spot. Yeah, but if maybe probably yeah, I think so. Yes. So if they just stayed there and tried to go to the main park, they would have. Yeah, they would have caught the ferry ride home with. Owen, Claire's, and Zach and Gray. Ben's introduction of the carob bars, the fake chocolate, which obviously we've never had anything like this, but based off of the rest of the group's reactions, I'm not sure that I want to try it. Darius, uh, <laughs> I just noticed, I've watched this however many times, but I just now noticed that Darius actually kicks his bar away from him. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, is, a uh, so why just from this and him always liking carob? I'm assuming Ben may be a vegetarian. I don't know if he's necessarily a vegetarian, or I don't. I don't think. Obviously, I don't know. But <laughs> oh, I'm now we distracted. Uh, uh, but he's definitely healthy, and that probably has to do with his uh, extremely sheltered lifestyle that he yeah. seems to have. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, so now we realize why Yaz got in. She it, she says that her sponsor was Jurassic World, so she, so she was able to get in for that. Mm-hmm. And and Brooklyn probably got in from them trying. Brooklyn wanting to get. We know Kenji and Ben got in from the their parents working for mom for for their parents used to working for mom's ronnie mm-hmm. but brooklyn probably just a, she's just an internet star so they jurassic world probably heard of her and wanted her to get back in they wanted the promotion promotional yeah. videos yeah and he just broke the one oh never mind but he, they're just so happy that they, they're kind of getting paranoid at this time, just trying to, just them being happy to get off. Oh, no. No, no, no. Why? They're drinking the carob juice. Of, they just totally, for, they got caught up in the moment that they forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is carob? I have no idea. Hold up. What is I need to look into this. <laughs> yeah, so. Also, apparently, Bumpy is kind of like a dog. <laughs> Bumpy's like one of the. A, Bumpy's a big dog that just. Is a small one that. When they're born, and then they're huge when they grow up. But, like, duh, but then they just hear this loud explosion. So now they're worried. But 
So I just looked it up. Carobs look like a bean plant that it says can be eaten fresh or roasted and ground into powder that's used as a caffeine-free chocolate substitute, which obviously probably isn't good. <laughs> um, but it also says it's eaten by cattle, sheep, goats, and donkeys. And apparently dinosaurs. So, you know. So, but that's carob, I guess. Now, as is going back to the, we were thrown in random. We have nothing in common. Yeah, and who who started this conversation? I forgot about it. I think uh, it was, ye- yeah. Sam- Sammy is talking about how they're all going to be friends later. And Yaz is kind of a Debbie Downer throughout the I whole show, but she's just like, no, no, we're not, we're not gonna be friends. Now they just figure out that Darius's dad passed away, and this makes everyone feel bad for him. But even more, Sammy, because in the, the last episode in the cave, she was like, if you could, if your family was in trouble, wouldn't you do anything in your power to help them? But, yeah, and I think you can tell that everyone was kind of feeling, well, maybe not Yasmina or Brooklyn, but Sammy and Ben and Kenji were kind of feeling the worst for themselves based off of their, like, family dynamics. But uh, now they're all like, oh, wait, there's other things going on. How is it Ben just, and this is kind of more of the emergency stuff. I saw pencil, hand sanitizer. Some paper, I think, and, and I think maybe some soap. His never-ending fanny pack. Yeah. And he just rubbed so much hand sanitizer all over his hands, and they're still completely filthy. Yeah. Like, Sa- he- Sammy's hands look better than his right now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, S- well, yeah, Sammy's looks completely- Sammy's hands are basically clean. Yeah, but then, I'm sure she- seeing how she was- she grew up on a farm. She's used to the dirt and knew how to get it off. It still doesn't make sense that the hand sanitizer wouldn't have cleaned them, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes, after that much dirt, it takes a while for you to, for your hands to get clean. But I'm sure she probably knew how to get it off. Yeah, but so what do you think of this whole Tyranodon attack scene? Uh, it's kind of like, uh, kind of reminds me of the third Jurassic Park movie, kind of. But, well, but it reminds me more of just the movie, Jurassic World, when they're swooping down and picking up the people. But um, even if they did get all the lights off, there's still the outside lights. So, like, I guess it would help, but the way they portrayed Ben here, I felt was interesting because I just, I don't, Feel like that was completely necessary yeah like we already knew ben was scared there was no reason to have him hiding in a like in the corner while the rest of them were trying to take out the lights i mean i don't get it yeah and i think the only reason ben went up there was because he wanted to, he wanted to protect them but he also wanted to pro- mainly protect bumpy well bumpy's like his little pet and it like, it wasn't a mistake. It was very calculated, them pairing Ben with Bumpy, the little baby dinosaur Ben, and Ben being the crazy, uh, not crazy, but the super just, like, scared of everything yeah. type archetype. Pairing him with this little defenseless creature that's going to need his help is uh, just going to help add with his character progression. 
because it forces him to worry about something other than himself, which yeah. uh, helps them grow out of their fears, right? Yeah. But so. but so he better hurry because he's almost about to crash. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not sure exactly how he gets in. And, you know, it all looks like happy sails, happy trails, and happy ending. They're, they make it back to the dock at this point. But we know that when you think something's all right in Jurassic, nothing good can happen from that. And the Tyrannodon comes out of nowhere and grabs Finn. Like, how does it? How does it break through? We see all those Tyrannodons crashing into the train, and then this low with train. cracks in the windows, and then this one just was able to cr- go through one that just didn't have any cracks in it so it doesn't make sense one lone tyrannodon is able to take out the train and the lights the lights also turn off when yes which doesn't make too much sense but um that is the end of the episode do you have any final thoughts questions comments concerns um my only concern is that hopefully ben makes it out okay (laughs) yeah well until next time Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Raptorcast. Please tune in tomorrow when we will have our final recap for season one of Camp Cretaceous. And then the day after that, we will have our thoughts on the season four trailer. And then Friday, season four comes out. So we are so excited about that. But as always, stay safe, stay Jurassic.